Hub Hopper Originals. It is Kieran Trippier. It is delicious. Glorious, glorious goal. Picture perfect. There is not a better strike than that. Trippier. Chance goal. <laughs> well, that was Peter Drury's voice, and we kind of had some fun in at the start of the sixth episode of the unofficial VAR, a Hub Hopper original. Well, guys, I'm your host Prasad Bhutkar, and joining me is uh, Supratim Gupta. Supro, what fun! <laughs> Just some fun for our listeners to you know get those goosebumps. So let's just give them what we are going to do on today's episode, and we are obviously going to review the Chelsea versus Tottenham game from last night. Well, things are back in control at the Bridge. Uh, Barcelona, the Copa Kings, dumping out Real Madrid out of the competition. Five goals for Liverpool and five goals scored by Arsenal, who also conceded their thousandth goal in the Barclays Premier League. There is so much to speak on. This episode, especially the reviewing of the games that are coming on, I call it a super derby weekend. Here's Supratim Gupta joining us. Supro, how was your match day last night? A oh, beautiful Arsenal, absolutely thrashing Bournemouth, and then you showed that video of Trippier scoring like Henry at his prime. Beautiful curled finish, and this is not the first time Lloris has come out of his line and you know completely missed his own defender's pass. Absolutely. Even in the final, I think he did some. A similar shit over there. Very, you know, couldn't intercept <laughs> uh, the pass of his defender, Manzukic Pounds on it. So, <laughs> uh, and you know, to be very honest, let's start with the Chelsea versus Tottenham game at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, uh, a much-needed win for Chelsea, especially for under-fire manager Maurizio Sarri. You know, they've scored two goals. They've scored after a long time in the league. You can say the Huddersfield game felt like ages ago. Where they put five past a side that was relegation threatened, and um, Spurs two losses in two consecutive games. The gap to Arsenal now down to four points, and a win for Arsenal might be that you know they are just one point ahead of the North London club. How what do you take make of the game last night? Yeah, it was a really decent game. It didn't feel like a derby, to be very honest, because there was no not much uh, excitement or fire. Even the crowd was a little. You know, laxed at their behavior. I didn't see Chelsea fans in their usual spirits like they are in the derby. Yeah. I guess it it comes out of the fact that they just lost a league cup final to Manchester City and Tottenham was also coming out of a loss to Burnley. So the first half was pretty okay. It didn't feel like a derby, but the second half, you know, it it rose. It uh, it brought light to the game. Pedro opened the scoring with a beautiful finish inside the box. And and the whole game seemed like at one point that Tottenham won't score at all because they were hardly creating any chances through Harry Kane and so on. Uh, Chelsea defended well. They looked like the Chelsea of the old. And then at the end, Trippier made sure that Tottenham do not get anything out of the game, and Chelsea have got the important three points that keep them in the race for the top four spots. Well, a much-needed win for Chelsea and Super Tottenham. Haven't drawn a game yeah. until now, so the drawables is still on for them. They could create a DVD, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it won't be invincibles, but it will be the invincibility of draws. Well, they have won't draw any game. Ten game weeks left, 
and it's spicing up isn't it it's yeah. spicing up so arsenal put five past bournemouth and liverpool put five past watford although you and me and more many other millions captain sala again <laughs> blanking out in a big game a uh, big game yes a big game considering the fact that they dropped points in the last game week this was this was like a final for them but yeah let's go on to arsenal versus bournemouth a much needed mikitarian ozel partnership that was needed before the north london derby clinical isn't it yeah absolutely and the best part of the game was that the way yonaibri set up because arsenal had packed four midfielders in, in the central areas with ozel mikitarian playing between the lines and gundogan and torreira controlling from the deep and the wings area was absolutely handled by the full backs carl uh, jenkinson who by the way looked really good and his premier league return looked very sharp as, as well was was involved in the attack constantly and then kolasinac is one of the best uh, wing backs in the premier league at the moment another assist for him and arsenal i think they i think in this season at the emirates they haven't got an opposition that left so much open spaces like bournemouth did because they were easy they were easily you know slicing them like slicing through a butter to a, like knife through a butter correct it was so easy for arsenal to you know, create the chances and then they took five of them and such a clinical performance from mikitarian yeah who has heavily been under criticism but has done so well coming back from the injury and mesut ozil you know on a night like this you just have to forget about the salary just sit back watch him weave his magic the first the finish for the goal and the assist to mikitarian is classic ozil isn't it absolutely it felt like he would take the shot but at the last moment he simply passed the ball to mikitarian who scored a great goal well 5-1 56 points four points within uh, you know tottenham drift tottenham with the north london derby coming up should be going out all guns blazing this saturday isn't it yeah absolutely and i've already said in the podcast that arsenal need at least 80 points to you know finish in the top four and now they are on 56 so they need 24 more out of 30 points available correct and if they beat tottenham then the gap between them and tottenham reduces to one, one point and that puts pressure on tottenham as well to maintain their position and chelsea are three points behind with the game in hand for them so the hot the, the title race has been really good but the top four race is hitting a big time now Ab- there are four teams playing for two spots and it's pretty close absolutely and manchester united also were 3-1 victors against crystal palace yeah Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, your permanent appointment next season for United. Do you think so? Well, at the moment he is doing a fine, good job, and if the deal with Mauricio Pochettino doesn't, you know, materialize in the summer, then I think uh, Manchester United will hire him. Personally, I think he should be given a chance because of the fact that he has handled the big players in the squad really well, mm. which Jose Mourinho wasn't capable in his last season or in fact this <laughs> season, which was. Unfortunately, his last year at Manchester United, Absolutely. I think Paul Pogba has played brilliantly under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, Anthony Martial also performed exceptionally well under him. He also signed a contract because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer showed the faith in him. Rashford looks like a different player, and defensively, uh, United are not conceding that many goals that they were under Jose. So they have completely rejuvenated under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and for an interim manager to do that, that takes a lot of courage and that takes a lot of hard work to do. So. If United appoint him, that uh, if United appoint him in the summer, that won't be the worst appointment in the world. But I think they'll still look for a world-class manager in the market. 
एंड लेट्स गेट बैक टू लिवरपूल वर्सेस वॉटफर्ड सुपर सडियो माने सुपर वर्जल वैन डाइक वेन सलाज नॉट फायरिंग वैन डाइक गोज अवे विथ टू गोल्स देर डिफेंडर्स आर गिविंग सो मेनी पॉइंट्स इन द फैंटेसी प्रीमियर लीग बट लेट्स गेट बैक टू द रियल लीग नाउ एंड दे मेंटेन देयर वन पॉइंट एडवांटेज ओवर मैन सिटी हू हैड अ नैरो विन एट दी एटी हैड अन एल विन ओवर वेस्ट हैम सो सुप्रो हाउ वॉज लिवरपूल्स परफॉर्मेंस considering the fact that the pressure was on them to get the three points yeah great performance by them and i thought it would be a tight game because in the previous week watford beat cardiff 5 on at their place so i thought that maybe watford will carry some sort of momentum into this game at anfield but liverpool just tore them apart completely completely carved out with great goal by sadio mane for the second goal back heel finish and alexander arnold was really good on the right hand side and this is what united uh, uh, liverpool missed at old trafford because they mm. played milner over there and he was very poor throughout the game mm. hardly gave any crosses but if you look at alexander arnold mm. two excellent crosses for sadio mane Super. even a great cross for virgil van dijk in the free kick and even andrew robertson providing some crosses from the left hand side so liverpool's full backs are really essential for the way they play great goal from the set piece for the fifth goal and yeah and liverpool will be really pleased with this performance as now they look like a general title contender probably probably the best two the best full backs in the country yeah, period absolutely, period absolutely. the word important but yes bombarding you know they give that extra width for the front three who are deadly yeah. on their day uh, also formino was out but yeah. dominic solanke was fit in there but anyway uh, uh, oh sorry who was it supro origi origi devok origi yeah. that's so that's my uh, mistake but yeah but th- th- to be very honest one point ahead every game like a final now and we head into the last 10 games yeah. and this will be like a make or break every game is like a make or break yeah. for the sides so liverpool have the mercy side derby coming out which we will discuss later on in the episode so what does the table look like supro now Liverpool are first. Yeah, Manchester City are one point behind at sixty-eight points. Yeah, and Liverpool points. are yeah Liverpool are first. Manchester City are second. Tottenham are they still in a title race? Like the <laughs> entire media is trying to convince us. When was Tottenham uh, didn't have a shot on target yeah. hole last night? That's one seventy-eight games later. Every game that the Moritz uh, for one seventy-eight games under Mauricio Pochettino, Mauricio Pochettino, they have had a shot on target at least one. many would disagree the trippier shot was a one on target onriesk <laughs> uh, finish opening up his body and you know finishing it past hugo loris yeah. but uh, if there are any tottenham fans you can don't tune out we definitely want you to listen to the episode <laughs> going deeper into the episode so super tottenham are third with 60 yeah. arsenal are fourth with 56 yeah. united are hot on their heels with 55 and chelsea having played that one game less which is against brighton are on 53 so it's all to play for isn't it four teams fighting for those two spots 3 and 4 we have a great battle at the top the league has been competitive um, yeah absolutely and 10 games to go anything can happen absolutely with a cracker jack weekend coming up to be honest so let's get our thoughts let's shift to the santiago bernabeu now so pro mm. and uh, the copa kings barcelona knock out real madrid of the competition a clinical performance 3-0 winners isn't it on the night yeah. 4-1 on aggregate how do you assess madrid and barca's performance i think the scotland doesn't do justice to real madrid's first half performance because they were clearly the better team they created a better chances and they had vinicius junior 
at least converted one of his chances they would have you know been in the game at probably created pressure on barcelona because vinicius junior was all over the pitch all over the defense pk had a very hard time dealing with him and just for his bad finishing real madrid couldn't score the first goal which i am pretty sure if had ronaldo been in the positions where vinicius junior was he would have scored those goals so i think uh, real madrid paid a heavy price for not turning up in the first half in terms of scoring and in the second half it was simply barcelona they two exact similar type of goals cutbacks from dembele to luis suarez and one bad uh, one goal own goal by rafael varan so another heavy loss for real madrid against barcelona this season after the 5-1 early in november so and i think you know solari hasn't put a stamp uh, on this team unfortunately and i think real madrid will be looking for a manager pretty soon absolutely towards the end of the season but uh, isn't the el clasico it's lost its element isn't it after cristiano yeah, has yeah. lost yeah. i probably read somewhere and i agree with the fact that both these clubs had at least five winners in them and uh, after cristiano ronaldo's departure it seems like real madrid are just you know missing that guy up front although many would uh, like to debate on this that vinicius junior is the next big thing and so and so and so yeah yeah but it doesn't look it it will take a bit long to you know ha- materialize absolutely so is this a dress rehearsal for saturday sunday night sunday morning early morning game is oh yeah there's this another el clasico right absolutely wow. the, and this one's <laughs> the one in the league where real madrid are 9 points behind barcelona a win if it happens could put them within 6 yeah a win for barcelona could just take them all you know uh, away from uh, the top and that would mean that you know very close to the league uh, one more league title in valverde's uh, honors and uh, one more balander coming to forward for lionel messi well uh, let's just get into the super sunday weekend super weekend super derby weekend if you are, you were to listen to this and super let's start with the very first derby that's going to take place on the weekend and that is the north london derby well very well brownie points 10 brownie points for that 10 <laughs> points for gunners <laughs> so north london derby at wembley yeah. not in their new stadium which is yet to be you know unopened but um, momentum tottenham or momentum arsenal yeah, definitely momentum arsenal arsenal have arsenal uh, have won three consecutive home games on the bounce while tottenham after their really good win against dortmund have simply faltered away in the premier league because no one is expecting this from tottenham they had a brilliant february start to the february Uh, in the Premier League as well as in the Champions League, but all of a sudden now they are under pressure. And for Tottenham, they know that if they lose to Arsenal, then they are under heavy, heavy pressure to, you know, uh, somehow scrap their way <laughs> into the top four. And as far as Arsenal's uh, form and Arsenal's form at Wembley goes, Arsenal have won two FA Cups over there. Arsenal have had a brilliant record at Wembley up until last season. and us and uh, the best part is that since it's a derby arsenal know what they have to do to win this and they know the uh, subsequent uh, matches uh, the importance that it keeps for them to, uh, to to for to make them stay in the top four race as well as the pride that they get and the bragging rights that they get and you know to be very honest uh, they have manchester united coming next which is which are who are also in the race for top four so that the two very crucial weeks coming up for arsenal and tottenham 
who everyone thought would be in the title race in an imaginary title race who were so all set for third spot have now just come within you know closing distance uh if the both the teams have come within closing distance so let's go go on to the next derby supro and the next derby is the el clasico real madrid versus barcelona yeah. i know there's the merseyside derby there's napoli versus juventus but let's just focus on the match from the weekend the match and that's the el clasico the most viewed derby all over the world uh, arguably so real madrid are on the back foot at the moment 9 points drift barcelona barcelona are not high flying in the league but they definitely have those players to put them past the finishing line isn't it yeah yeah absolutely and i think this will be another derby where lionel messi turns up at santiago bernabeu and completely destroys real madrid and real madrid will be really you know on the down because now they have lost yet another el clasico this season they have played the uh, in the season three el clasicos have been played and they have lost two and they will be under huge pressure to win this one because not only their uh, you know small title hopes linger on this but also but also there's pride involved in it that they cannot lose so many el clasico derbies in one season and we all know that they are suffering problems offensively and as well as offensively since the departure of cristiano ronaldo and the loss of form of marcelo But at the end of the day, you have to turn up in these games because mm. the Madrid crowd is very demanding of the players of Absolutely. the club, and even the president, if he doesn't like the way this, some of his players are performing, he might sell them without you know blinking his eye. <laughs> and Real Madrid have been been linked to a lot of good players in this window. Eden Hazard, uh, even Eden Hazard, especially. Yeah. There's also talks of Harry Kane or even Eriksen or even Neymar moving to Real Madrid. So the players are playing for the future also. Absolutely well. So, bro, that's one game to look forward to. Let us remind the, our listeners once again: Barcelona are nine points clear of Real Madrid. A win for Real Madrid puts them six points behind. A win for Barcelona takes them twelve points ahead of Real Madrid and mostly out of sight is the word I was looking for before. Well, the Italian league hasn't disappointed. Hasn't it in the race for top four? Yeah. But uh, there's Napoli versus Juventus in the league this time around, Supro. And Napoli haven't lost all game at home except for the fact that I think it was Juventus last time who they beat. Oh, so yeah. what is that spy? Spy? You know what? What is that spark that Napoli are looking for? Because clearly they are chasing the. Se- they are in the second spot. Yeah. As far as Inter's form goes, and Milan. all these clubs are chasing the third and fourth spot they are they slightly have the advantage in the second because they are nine points clear of inter yeah. so napoli versus juventus a routine win for juventus or will napoli turn up knowing that the fact that they are unbeaten at home all season yeah it will be an interesting game because even napoli know that they are not in the title race this year 13 points is a bit too much to catch up but napoli will be looking to you know keep the gap between them and inter as high as possible because 9 points is a big gap and napoli's main objective will be to qualify for the champions league this season and try to go as far as they can in the europa league and juventus for them this is another match which they have to win and you know try prepare as good as possible for the big game against atletico madrid in march absolutely because the uh, serie a is pretty much in their bag and they all they already knew before the start of the season that they are going to win the title the capture of cristiano ronaldo and the wonderful players that they have So yeah, but this will be a good game. Napoli vs Juventus was a very mouth-watering fixture the last season when they went head to head for the title. Yep. But this season, that's not the case. But that does not mean that 
this won't be a good game and napoli haven't lost in the last six matches so they're in a good run of form and like i said they are unbeaten and ho- at home this season and the last time they you know they are unbeaten in 18 serie a games since march 2018 and the last time they the 19 they last went 19 unbeaten at sao paulo back in september 2016 so that's one more uh you know f- record that they must be looking to chase juventus are the first team to win 22 of their 25 games of a season in the serie a history so pro and there was a debate i had with uh, the serie a fans where they said they wouldn't want juventus to go a season invincible do you think an invincible season is possible for juventus well i hope not <laughs> that's all i can say yeah. it is definitely possible because the players that they have you know you can't pinpoint and say yes there is a weakness in this side yeah. but you know if it happens it happens because they deserve it but still 13 games to go anything can happen they have still have to play inter they still have to play ac milan they have to play roma away from home so even atlanta who have been surprise packages this season so anything Absolutely. can happen yeah and that's the serie a guys where juventus are at the moment 13 points clear at the top we normally say 4 5 or 1 in the premier league Juventus must likely have Serie A in the bag. It's just, it's going to be a game for them where if they win, they go 16 points clear. If they lose, they go back to the drawing board, recuperate, and come back in the next game. Well, Supra, the Bundesliga has been interesting as well, yeah. and Dortmund are just three points ahead now with Munchen Gladbach facing Bayern. Pressure on Bayern Munich to perform this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, because they're three points behind, and also they are behind on the on the goal difference. So I think at the moment Dortmund have a slight edge over them, but Bayern have the experience of winning title for seven seasons in a row, and that cannot be discounted at all. But I think along with the Premier League, this is the best title race happening in Europe at the moment, and Dortmund play exceptional football. They are very quick on the counter. They have great players. Marcuris has been in great form. The the Marcuris that we know of. and even mario colzi has been performing well in the past few games then there is jaden sancho who has been a sensation at dortmund and the english fans are completely you know big fans on big fans of him they completely love the player they want him as soon as back in the premier league so that they can watch him regularly week in week out and he's been touted as a potential england captain as well as a definite england future superstar so hmm. dortmund are doing pretty well they also have a few gems in in the defense with nagar rudu I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that name. It's a French centre <laughs> back, and yeah, Dortmund are doing pretty well. And I think I hope for the sake of for the sake of Bundesliga, for Correct. the sake of their popularity and for their marketing strategy and everything that goes, I hope Dortmund wins the Bundesliga this season. Fair analysis, spectacular. Well, let's just remind our viewers before we go of the matches to look out for in the weekend, starting with Tottenham versus Arsenal in the English Premier League. Some other games are Bournemouth versus Man City, Man United versus Southampton, and on a Sunday there is a Merseyside derby between Everton and Liverpool. Well, Supro, knowing the fact that uh, Liverpool just put five past a Watford side, advantage yeah. Liverpool, isn't it, to perform? Yeah, definitely. And Everton haven't been that good also this season. 
Uh, I think they won 3 0 versus Cardiff in the last game. Yeah. Uh, but against Cardiff, anyone can beat them yeah. at the moment. They are so bad. So, this will be a tough game. I'm not discounting that because against uh, Liverpool at Anfield, they did put in a good performance and they should have gone 1 0 up. Sigurdsson and Walcott missing real good, good chances. Hmm. At Anfield. So, yeah. And again, it's a derby. So, form pretty much goes out of the window. Anything can happen. True. But if Liverpool have to keep that one point edge over Manchester City, then they have to win this game. And every game is like a final now. Yeah, in the Every yeah. game. So Bournemouth are Bournemouth versus Man City, Everton versus Liverpool on a Sunday. You have Maurizio Sarri's Chelsea travelling to uh, Fulham. That's Claudio Ranieri's reunion with Chelsea. Uh, make sure in the Spanish league it's Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Sunday morning, 1 15 a.m. for the Indian viewers. German Bundesliga has uh, Munchen Gladbach versus Bayern Munich. Saturday night game in the Syria A, mind you. There are two derbies. We discussed one. The other one is Lazio versus Roma. And Lazio versus Roma is also a Sunday morning game along with the El Clasico. And there's Monday morning Napoli versus Juventus. So it is a super derby weekend. I repeat, you do not want to miss this. The first weekend of March, episode 6 of the unofficial VAR has been so much fun. Slomo Samuel, we missed you. Yeah. Uh, who couldn't be here because he has... Because of some reasons, he's not busy. He's busy, but he will be back in the next episode, and I'm sure he will have his eyes on the El Clasico Supro and on the Italian league where he loves it so much. Absolutely. So ho- here's your host Prasad Butkar signing out with Supratim Gupta. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed this Hubhopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info at hubhopper.com. That's info at hubhopper.com, and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together. <laughs>